0: Church, let's pray together. Lord, you are so good. We invite you not to this, this place where we sit and listen. God, may you stir our hearts by your spirit. And as we read your word and talk through the business of what the church is. Lord, we ask for you to move and, and make laborers out of us, laborers in the field. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yesterday I went to the NASA Space Center in Houston with my twins. We had a fantastic time. Where are y'all? There you are. And uh, we got to see some incredible things, rockets, space shuttles, jumbo jets, and walk inside of them. We got to see some great movies of the space station and how it worked and works. Uh, We got to see images of the Earth and and images of other planets and things that are just dead looking. When you look at Mars, and I think, why are we going there? (laughs) But what you notice was that nowhere else in the universe that we know of is this place called humanity. And humanity is is thriving on this planet Earth. We're living, we're enjoying each other's fellowship, we're helping each other. We're here on a Sunday morning together. And much of that is because we can breathe, we have a healthy environment, we can eat. And trees are a big part of that. They create oxygen for us and Not only trees, but these massive um, sea blooms that that put off much of the world's oxygen. But trees are are such a vital part of our ecosystem. And, And I don't know if you know, but trees are greatly influenced by the work of ants. Did you know that? My wife looked at me funny like I was crazy. Ants. And ants stir up and cultivate the soil. And they move nutrients around and allow them to replenish. They bring food down into their mounds. And the remains of that could remain and then decompose into the soil. They also bring seeds from trees down and move them from place to place. Ants are an important part of our ecosystem. Not only ants, but ants not only move those things around, but ants eat spiders and worms and ticks and if you didn't have the supply of spiders and worms and ticks those animals that many of you might squash if you see one the ants couldn't thrive and then the trees couldn't survive and thrive and then the people couldn't sur- don't kill spiders y'all that's, that's the whole thing don't kill spiders because if you kill spiders you're going to die that's it No, more than we know, more than we know, things are dependent upon other systems and we call it an ecosystem. Eco means life. And there's a system of life that depends upon different portions of that system to function healthy in a healthy manner. And then the other system functions on that system. And all of these systems are working together to sustain life. That's how God made it. beautiful it is harmony and as as much as y'all love to hear me sing you like it a lot better than belinda's singing and hannah's singing we're all singing together and they can drown me out a little bit and you have this harmony of things working together now i say all of that to introduce to you today's message that we talk about the church The church is a body of people working together, as Tyler read to us earlier, that we are a body of individual members that are cooperating together to harmonize in the work and the effort we give, to be an ecosystem where the teachers are thriving because the classes are full. And the classes are full and thriving and able to go and serve the people. And we're serving people. Therefore, new faces are hearing the gospel message. And new faces hear the gospel message, which in turn raises up new teachers. And then the teachers are still teaching. That's the way the, the church ecosystem kind of works. We're going to dig into that and how that functions this week. Before we do that, uh, just to kind of remind you where we've been, First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Last week we talked about the, the functioning of, or the purpose of our church and how we organize things together and, 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 and bring them to a place of organization. We talked, to, I think, last week about Scrabble pieces, and if you throw them out and they land, they don't land in Shakespearean prose. They land randomly, and it takes somebody to organize them together, and that's the fun of the game. And the church comes together as an organized group of people working together for a function, for a purpose, to, to put things in something that makes sense to people. First Timothy two 1 Timothy 2.1, what are the things that we need to do then to organize things? Well, I mentioned to you last week, and I urge you. First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made. For all people. We as a church need to be a church that prays. If we want to do God's work as a body of believers. We need to pray. Hands down. Churches that don't pray. Are churches that don't do God's work properly. We need to be a church. That's a praying church. That prays for each other. That prays for the work of this church. Secondly, last week we looked at. We need to devote ourselves not only to prayer, but devote ourselves to the teaching. Titus chapter 2 verse 1. But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. One of the commands in the early church is that there be sound teaching. And by God's grace and in his goodness, he has raised up faithful Bible teachers in this church who have taught the Bible. We have a Sunday school class here. And here, and here, and here, and here, and here, and here, because people are willing to give their week to teaching sound doctrine according to God's word. Now, my encouragement for you this morning as we work through some of this is, are you in one of those classes? If not, why not? Can I encourage you and urge you to make an effort to be here on Sunday mornings by 9 a.m. For Bible study class. In order that you might be a part of the praying church and the learning church that is learning the Bible. So that we know how to do, which is number three, good works. A praying church, devote yourself to prayer. A learning church, devote yourself to The study of God's word and the teaching. And thirdly, devote yourselves to good works. These were the three things we looked at last week. How are we doing good works? We have prayed about it. We've learned about it. Now we're going to do it. Titus 3.14. Let us and let our people learn to devote themselves to good works. And I asked the question last week. What would people say you are devoted to? What would people say you are devoted to? Would it be my phone, Minecraft, fishing, work, family? If it's not the kingdom of God, then we're missing something as a Christian body. If we are not devoting ourselves to the kingdom of God and good works for the kingdom of God, we're missing something. Let me read to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Y'all have your Bible, please open it, turn it on, get it. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one, we, for in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. No matter our differences, you look ahead, Jews or Greeks, slave or free, no matter our differences, we were baptized Last week, Peyton, that was you. You were baptized in the body. Now you're in the body. You were made to drink of one spirit. That means we are drinking from this river of life that Jesus spoke about. We're drinking of the one spirit of God. Together, God is giving us one goal to work on, and that is the kingdom of God. We do it as a church working in the kingdom for his glory. Glory to God. Glory to God forever. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. And I'm looking out at faces. I see you. I know most of you in this room. We are together, God's body, drinking of one spirit of God for one purpose. And that is the kingdom glory and spreading Jesus and his commands and his teaching. And if that's the case, I ask you as a church member or a participant this morning. Are you involved in spreading the kingdom of God? Are you involved in learning the kingdom so you can have conversations with people about the kingdom? Are you involved in giving into the kingdom so that your church staff and your church building can do the things that churches need to do? Are you giving to other organizations that are well-known or vetted Christian organizations that are bringing the gospel internationally? Our church budget gives to some of those. Are you inviting people into this building to hear the gospel message? Are you sharing the gospel message? These are all things that we can do to invest into the kingdom. When I grew up, one of the things that, uh, that I heard a lot around our church was, was we pay the staff to do the kingdom work. I work my job, I work hard, I'll give money to church and let the church staff do the work. If you look in the scripture, it says that the church staff and the elders in the church are there to equip the body for the work of the church. And so as Belinda sings about laborers in the field, the scripture says to pray that laborers... Would be there. The, the, the fields are white for harvest. Pray for laborers. And I'm praying as people show up in this church context on Sundays and on Wednesday nights, on Saturday evenings, on Sunday nights, that we are doing kingdom work together, not expecting somebody else to do it. But we're all part of that. Last week we looked at Escape from Egypt, Truck or Treat. The combination of a fall outreach to bring a clear representation of the gospel message. We need people at every booth and in every trunk to do those things. We need people to build stuff and be a part of forming those things. That's part of kingdom work. First Corinthians 12 verse 26 If one member suffers, all suffer together. There is a Jointedness. We're not independent of each other. If one member's honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ. You're individually members of it, but you're the body of Christ. The best way to explain this would be like if you're in a family and and one of your family members gets ill, maybe they have cancer, the whole family feels it, right? The whole family feels the weight and the burden of that sadness. And the extra effort that goes into treatment and such. Or even the loss. And also, I can remember when I ran my marathon and I finished that last leg and came around the house. And my family members were there to celebrate and congratulate. When we we win, we win together. Alright. This morning... I'm going to do something a little bit different with the rest of our time. The rest of our time is going to be spent looking at how that that fleshes out. We aren't together as a church often every week or uh, throughout the week, but on Sunday mornings we are. I'm going to take some time this morning to walk through some of our written out plans and policies of what our church, why we do the things we do, and what some of the functioning parts of our church are. So if you're a guest with us... um, this may be this is different than what we normally do. Normally we go verse by verse through the scripture and we'll be beginning Daniel very soon but we're between books. Uh, we just finished some book first John and we're going to move to Daniel and uh, we'll be uh, starting that very soon but today we're going to go through kind of you what are the nuts and bolts of you that we're going to, that you need to do? Our plans and policies, and if you're, if, a member, if you're a member and don't have one, please get a copy of this. This is very helpful. The, our plans and policies say this, that our church receives the scriptures as its authority. We looked at that, I think, a little bit last week, that we cooperate on things. Um, let me read this to you, church, so you know. Um, as I'm reading this, If you can be here tonight, please be here. We have an out-of-town guest that's driving in to be here to discuss uh, things that are going on in the Southern Baptist Convention and the Louisiana Baptist Convention that's going to answer some questions. We've had a lot of questions as church members, so we said we're going to go straight to the source, as close as we can get to the source, and ask questions. So if you can be here tonight at 5 p.m., invite you to be here. But listen to what our, our plans and policies say about our cooperation with other churches. This church recognizes the spiritual basis of cooperating with other Southern Baptist churches throughout organized associations. For this reason, it associates itself with the Baptist Association of Greater Baton Rouge, the Louisiana Baptist Convention, and the Southern Baptist Convention. This church shall, by formal vote, elect messengers to meetings of these groups. Such messengers shall make a report to the church following the meetings and make any recommendations for action by the church which is deemed advisable. So we are to be involved in cooperation with other organizations. And uh, and we are. Uh, I am on several groups within the Bagbur Association. The Executive Council. As well as the uh, other groups that are involved there. Uh, we send messengers every year to the Baptist Association of Greater Baton Rouge Conference in October. Which many of you are a part of or have been to. Uh, we have not. We have fallen short of doing that for the Southern Baptist Convention, and I think it's a lot of other churches have as well, and we see some problems arising from that. So those are some things we need to get straight and figure out as a church. How are we going to move forward with that? Let me keep going. Be here tonight. We'll talk more on that. Our Plans and Policies talks about tithes, gifts, grants, and donations. Tithes, offerings, gifts, and grants should be given to the church through the church should be made only for the purpose of honoring and glorifying Jesus Christ. Uh, this is not a, a club for um, just club activities. This is a place where we do things where we buy. We might buy dodgeballs at the church. So that we can be a, have dodgeball here to have young people here. So we can share the gospel and discipleship with them. Every dollar we give ought to be to glorify God. And have a purpose to that end. So as you give. If you give a dollar to this church, my hope and my commitment is to do the best I can to say this is, in its end, going to glorify Jesus Christ as my role in the church. You have ministry leaders we've elected that we'll talk about in a minute. We have a men's ministry director that leads our men's ministry. A ladies' ministry director that leads our ladies' ministry. And and in these subgroups, these smaller groups throughout the church, they are doing their best to to do what they do. And let's get there. One other thing I need to share. Oh, is this: if you give to the church and you want a uh, a, a record of what you gave for nonprofit to this nonprofit for tax purposes, you must give in an, an envelope. And write your name on that so that our folks can track that. That way you get, at the end of the year, you get something that tracked what you gave. Did I say that right, Stacey? All right. This church is governed by its members. We do not expect non-members to make decisions for this church. If you're a guest, we are really glad you're here. But we don't expect you to make any decisions in this church. We don't expect you to give to this church. If you'd like to give to this church, we would gladly accept what you give and use that for kingdom work. But we expect our members to be the givers and decision makers of this church because that is our duty. Just as family members uh, take care of their family, uh, we feel that we as members are ones that are to take the responsibility of the ministry of this church. And members have the right to vote on every Dollar that's spent and major decision that's made in this church. That's the privilege of membership and the responsibility of membership. Every year in September-ish, we have a business meeting that elects and shows who is in what position of this church. There is a committee called the Nominating Committee. And the Nominating Committee is a group of people who suggest and recommend to the church... Each position that I'll describe here in just a moment, uh, and, and we present that, we believe these people fill these roles really well. Church, would you like to affirm the nominating committee's recommendations for these people to do these jobs? And the church will vote on that every year. And the church will also elect a group of people called trustees. These trustees are, are responsible for our property and for Uh, If we do any sort of uh, rental of our property or let people use our property, they're responsible for any changes that would be made to our property. If we put up a new fence, the trustees must approve. Uh, If we do anything to change uh, the look of our building, the major look, that's what the trustees are are over. So we're looking for people as trustees who have the best interest of the church and of the kingdom in mind. So if we're going to make a change – uh, do we need to put up a hot air balloon in the front lawn? The trustees would go, a hot air balloon, why would we do that? That doesn't further the kingdom of God. Uh, there would be no need to do that. Uh, trustees would make those decisions. Also with insurance. Uh, what types of insurance do we have? Uh, creating contracts. So trustees do that sort of information. We, uh, those sort of decisions, and those are elected every year by this church in our business meeting. The ministries of our church. Are y'all, is this interesting to you guys? I hope it is because this is how the church works. Uh, we, we also nominate and approve Sunday school coordinators, adult ministry directors, children's ministry directors, student young adult ministry directors, music ministry directors. The church votes on a pastor or other elders in the church to do things that uh, the that leadership and pastors do in the church. Uh, we have a church clerk. Church clerk takes care of taking all the notes of what the church does and, and puts them together and keeps good records of who joined the church, who left the church, who died, who is an active member of the church, who is a participant of the church. We have a treasurer who keeps track of our monies, how they're spent, where they're given, uh, if we're, how our budget is um, is done. Pre- the treasurer would present to the church where we stand every business meeting. Are we uh, Are we – Do we have enough money to do what we want to do? Those sorts of things. Uh, We have. uh, Move forward. We have different groups of people also that give direction to our church. There's a group of people called the church council. I'm going to ask you to pray for our church council. They are a group that is to provide leadership and coordinate uh, plans to the church for events that we would do. Last week, I described our escape from Egypt and trunk or treat fall outreach plan. If you remember, that's where we'll have people walking through the church doing certain things. The end goal is for them to hear the gospel message that Jesus Christ saves sinners that repent, know that Jesus Christ died on the cross, that he was buried, that he rose again to give new life to all who would repent of their sin and believe in him by faith and become a follower of Jesus Christ and obedient to the faith. That's the goal. And the church council said, this is what we would like to ask the church to do, this event. And then our treasurer said, well, I'm sorry, then we went to the finance committee. And the finance committee says, uh, the, the church council wants this event, finance committee, can we allocate money to make this event happen? And so the finance committee met, and they'll present to the church to say, church, we would like for you to vote on these amount of dollars to support this event from this area so that we can share the gospel with people who would come and be a part of our outreach event. Those are people working together, one body, many members working together in the functioning of the church to proclaim the gospel message of Jesus Christ, the the crucified, dead, buried, resurrected Jesus Christ. That's the body working together. And for some, it's like, ah, this is... I don't like this stuff, or this may be boring, but, but y'all, this is the framework on which stuff happens. Gospel kingdom work happens. And, and y'all know me. I am not the most organized person. I said not the most organized person. Amen. Finally got an amen in this sermon. <laughs> but I recognize the value of organization. And that without organization, things Structure. Without structure and organization, the bridge will collapse. The, the, the building will collapse. And when Jesus said to build your house on the, the foundation, the rock and not the sand, he knew what he was talking about. You have to have some organized rock, which you know, is similar material. Sand is just disorganized rock is organized together, and it can hold together. And that's what we're hoping to do as a church. So pray for our church council. They work out a church calendar. They meet several times a year, and they evaluate programs and uh, and set church goals and objectives for our calendar of events. We have a plans and policies group that is going to have some work to do this year to update the document that I'm reading from. And what they do is they get together and they say – These plans, we might need to adjust these. For instance, when Judson Baptist Association changed their name to the Baptist Association of Greater Baton Rouge, plans and policies had to go in and change, make that change. When we uh, decided to come up with – get rid of our tape ministry that was not functioning and create an audiovisual team, uh, someone who puts the stuff on the screen and handles all our stuff – The plans and policies had to come and define what that means and what that looks like. When we make changes to any of these things, plans and policies, writes it out, recommends it to the church, and what does the church do? The church votes and says, we approve, this is a good way, and we're binding ourselves to do things this way because this is our plans and policies. Important group there. We have an ordinance group. Somebody tell me the two ordinances that Jesus gave to the church. Baptism and the Lord's Supper. Last week, guess how many of those two we celebrated? Both. Both of them. Last week we had a baptism and we had the Lord's table right here. There are people who come every month to pour juice and and bread for you. Every month. They see it as a service to God. God's people are going to come in here. We're going to celebrate Jesus the Lord. We're going to proclaim the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that he's the bread of life, that his blood covers our sin. And we're going to come up here on Saturday nights or Sunday mornings, whenever they come, and pour, 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 because they love you and because they love God. That is the ordinance committee. They're up here every time we do a baptism. They teach you. Here's the stuff we've got. Here's the robe. Here's where you can plug in to blow dry your hair if you want to. Uh, They take a picture. We get all these things together every week or every time baptism happens. The ordinances. Important people. We have a finance committee. People who are gifted in wisdom to know how to handle money. Is it wise that the church invests into a new ice machine? I mean, that doesn't sound too Christian, does it? An ice machine? Huh. Well, you know how a funeral we have at this church? How many people are fed by our funeral outreach ministry in this church? You know, somebody has a, a, a family or a friend or anybody that calls the church... That we know and, and it sound, everything sounds legit. They say, how much do you charge to do a funeral? And what do we tell them? Yeah. Uh-huh. Said, we don't charge to do funerals. And they go, what? We don't charge to do funeral." And then our church members show up and, and we feed people. And we give them ice. And cold drinks. And we share the gospel. From right here. It happened two weeks ago how can you be saved from your sin trust in jesus one day you're going to be like our friend here and you'll stand before god and you'll be judged but jesus christ came to save sinners who will repent will you repent and they'll hear that message and then they'll go get their cold drink with ice So finance committee comes in and says, do we need to buy a new ice machine? And the answer is yes, we do. We need to buy a new ice machine because we want people to hear the gospel. Finance committee, should we spend the money? Should we not? A group of wise people who advise the church and say, hey, church, we think it's a good thing to spend this money on this item or to approve this budget and the allocations that that we've come up with. Finance committee, Hospitality committee. Who's going to hand them that cup of ice and cold drink? Who's going to put that piece of chicken out on the table for them to get? That's the hospitality committee. Those are the hands and feet of Jesus. That say, look, we have prepared and presented this feast for you because we love Jesus. Drink our cold drinks and eat our Baptist bird. We love you. That's hospitality. Who decorates our room when we have uh, a ladies breakfast? It's church members. It's people who want to be hospitable and make people feel welcome. If you're a guest this morning, did I tell you we're glad you're here? I hope, I hope so. We want you to feel welcome. We want you to feel like you are we are glad that you're here because hospitality is a requirement for the pastor of the church. Did you know? That? He must be hospitable. It's in the list. Go look it up. As a church, it's a requirement. We want you to feel welcome here. All right. I got to keep going. Maintenance committee If you own a house, if you rent a house, if you live in a house, if you own a car, rent a car, have a car, y'all know what maintenance is, right? Stuff breaks. And we have men and women who either coordinate someone to fix it or they're handy enough to fix it themselves. When the toilet breaks, Dennis, we're calling you. We have a maintenance committee of people that is the duty of the maintenance committee to supervise... Our janitorial activities, adjust salary within approved janitorial budgets, and if necessary, recommend uh, uh, the evaluation, continued evaluation of building and grounds and make needed repairs and assuring of the upkeep of all of our grounds. We need people that are handy. That might be you. Music committee, people who decide and help and coordinate our music, our, our Cantatas, um, things that happen around here in music ministry, work very closely with Belinda on that. Vacation Bible School ministry team, people who plan and make sure that Vacation Bible School happens. We have church members today because they came to VBS not knowing anything about our church, and they've stayed. We can't get rid of them. VBS is important. It's Bible school. It's important. It shares the gospel with young people and their families. And at the end of our VBS week, every year, we invite all of the parents and families to show up. The gospel is presented and we present what this church is about and why we do this. And they say, how much do you charge for VBS? And what do we tell them? Nothing. Nothing. We want to tell people about Jesus. We We don't charge for that. Our members give Regularly and sacrificially so that we can buy VBS material. We have people that stay after church every Sunday and count offerings and protect those offerings and take record of those givings and then take them to the bank. They stay and they, I think there's a rotation but people stay every week To make sure that what you give is in account, taken care of, and who give up their time. We have a benevolence committee in this church. When people can't make a bill, when church members are struggling financially between jobs, unexpected bill may happen or an event that may happen, the benevolence committee... We collect after our Lord's Supper every Sunday. We have Lord's Supper. We collect. And our benevolence committee gives to helping people in need. A church member, a a friend of the church, a family member of the church member, issues like that we give. But there are people that have to say and talk to people. Tell me what the need is now. Okay. Is this a short-term need? Is it a long-term need? Is there anything we can do to help point you in the right direction? Those conversations happen before those bills are paid. And we have a faithful people on those committees that do that. We want to make sure that if they're not a church member, that they've heard the gospel message before we start giving money. I can tell you, I've met with people that show up at church. They're like, hey man, can you help me? I'm I'm on hard times. And I said, well, come on in. And I talk with people and I share with them that Jesus Christ came to save sinners that repent. And I share, what's the problem? How'd you get in this situation? Do you have a way out? And some of them just look at me and they say, man, no, I just want to wash my clothes. I just want night to wash my clothes. Okay. They heard the gospel. Yeah. Benevolence is an important group. It gives us opportunity to proclaim Jesus. Y'all look up. Y'all can see up there. What do we have hanging on the wall? We have flowers hanging on the wall. We have flowers on the front door. We have a flower committee. Yes, we do. I'm on it. I can take responsibility for those flowers. But we do have people that are gifted in making things look good. If you're in this building in December, it looks phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's decorated. It's greened. It's redded. It's other nice colors. Is it looks great because we have a group of people that are willing to give their time and effort to church. One body, many members. Y'all don't want me putting flowers on. Audiovisual team, people technically gifted. Y'all know Wayne is up here like all the time. He gets up here at like 7 o'clock. He's texting me, Where are the sermon notes? Where are the sermon notes? Come on, send me the sermon notes. He's up here ready to get those sermon notes up there for you to be able to read. It's a dedication. It's a giving. Love it. Audio visual team. We have an IT team that makes sure our computers and stuff, when we have to buy new stuff, uh, I'm on that. You might want me doing your IT stuff, but not your flowers. But we have people who are, are gifted in that. We have a security team. You know we have somebody in that room back there right now watching those screens. You know that? We have, we have somebody watching screens right now for you to make sure that nothing's going on. It doesn't need to be going on. We have people who give of their time and effort to make sure we have security people here. When things are taken, when, when we have uh, people who steal stuff even in the neighborhood and they're running down, the police know we have cameras in our building. And the police come and they say, hey, can we see your cameras? They ask us. And somebody on the security team comes up here, watches videos. That, that's an effort. Protecting our people. Mission committee. We have a group of people who, who are, have a heart for getting the gospel outside of these four walls. What can we do to get the message to people that aren't coming to church? Whether it's in this neighborhood or whether it's overseas. Mission committee meets and says we've got funds. We trust these people. We're going to give them some money to go do that work. We need a new ministry here to, to start a crisis pregnancy center. All right, let's, let's start seeing what can we do. What can we, how can we make that happen? Mission committee puts that together. We have a membership committee. Raise your hand if you will, if you're a church member. I can see you. If you're a church member, raise your hand. All right. We're about, looks like about 60 to 70% of the people here this morning are church members. It means we have a lot of people that aren't. Did I tell you we're glad you're here? If you're not a member, glad you're here. Really glad you're here. We have a group of people that it's their job to care for our members. If there's a member that's not coming to church, uh, this committee meets and, and reaches out to them. If you know a member that's not coming, please go find out who's on the membership committee and tell them, hey, this person hasn't been around. It's that committee's job to go and say, hey, we're missing you. Is everything okay? Is there something we can do? Can we pray for you? Mission committee is, I mean, I'm sorry, the membership committee. Run it. The membership committee is there to care for our members and make sure that we are, that the best we can, encouraging and pointing people to faithful church membership and the duties that they've committed to. All right. That's the last one we're going through today. With all that said, what I would like for you to see and and think about is this. One, are you doing your job in the kingdom? Are you a part of ministry, kingdom work? And look, this church can't do everything. We just can't. But we can, there are more things we want to do. If we have the people to do them. We just need people to say, Yes, I want to be involved. So if, if you want to be involved, please write your name down. And if any of these things have you wanted to do that I've mentioned today, please come and you can put in the offering plate after the service. You can hand it to me. Um, if you are interested, anyone on the nominating committee, raise your hand if you're on the nominating committee. Uh, nominating committee. Linda's back here. Marla walked out, and Marla's next door. If you want to find her, I'm here. Uh, you can give it to Belinda. She'll get it to one of us. Uh, and Jay's not here today. We can make sure you get where you need to be. But we as a church, we need people to do their job and do them well. Sometimes people will get on a committee and then just say, well, I'm not sure what to do. So I'll just not do it. Whatever I'm supposed to do. The The purpose of these is for people to be able to be plugged in On tracks that will get them to honor God. And So if you are a new member of the flower committee, you say, well, what what can we do? Can I help in the flower beds? That's flowers. I could probably do something there. Looking for ways that you can give to further the kingdom of Christ. How can we do that? That's the purpose of all this. If you're not involved in kingdom work and you're a member of this church, then why not? Can I ask you to consider being a more visible part or invisible part of church ministry work? It may start by coming to a class and and getting to know people a little bit better and learning God's word a little bit better. If you're not a member of this church, I might ask you, if you have that interest, please come and talk to me. I'll share with you the things of the expectations of church membership, why we do it, why not anybody can join the church. There are requirements and what that's all about. Why do we do things that way? The point is this. We are, for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. We were made to drink of one spirit. The body does not consist of one member, but many. And we are a body with a purpose to glorify God in discipleship, in evangelism, and in worship. And I'm asking you if you'll be a part of that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for the gathering of the saints this morning. God, stir hearts this morning. Draw us to serving you and your kingdom and doing your kingdom work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.